Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What I'm sure won't be the last new rumors surrounding Zach Levine and his pending trade. Apparently, the Charlotte Hornets now want to get involved in the Zach Levine business. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the chance are chances increasing that DeMar DeRozan may be exiting the Chicago Bulls via free agency next year. The Bulls' attendance also drops considerably in 2023-24 season, and the Bulls face off against the OKC Thunder tonight. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every single social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, Let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So the Charlotte Hornets came out late yesterday. The Charlotte Hornets are reportedly interested in Zach Levine. So the questions that now have naturally arisen from Bulls fans is, what can the Charlotte Hornets offer for Zach Levine? Now, there have been some really one-sided rumors that have come out there since then. That's expected to happen anytime you have a a player that everybody knows is kind of being shopped. Um, But when it comes down to it, now Bulls fans are starting to ask, is Brandon Miller, would he be on the table for the Chicago Bulls? And while, you know, the Bulls fan Emmy wants to think that the Charlotte Hornets could get involved with Brandon Miller being involved in the trade, I really don't know if they will. And the reason why I say that is the Charlotte Hornets are, much like the Chicago Bulls, are almost never a free agent destination. And one of the best chances that the Charlotte Hornets have to increase uh, and, and, and raise the ceiling of their team is the players that they develop staying there, developing there, and things like that. So while I do not deny or doubt the interest from uh, the Charlotte Hornets in acquiring Zach Levine, I just don't know if one of the players that they would be uh, getting involved in that type of talks would be Brandon Miller, the young rookie that has tons of upside that is, you know, playing a solid rookie season so far, right? But, you know, everything isn't perfect, but he's a member of the Charlotte Hornets. Now, me and Pat had this discussion on this team specifically over on Lockdown Bulls, and he raised the, the question of, well, would they maybe be willing to take the player that they look at as being able to pair right now to go in a playoff run while they still have players like P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges is still there, a player that you know we doubt the Bulls would be willing or many teams would be willing to acquire in, in trade. So it comes down to maybe they would have to get Brandon Miller involved in it just to be able to secure the deal. Now, again, I'm still of two minds when it comes to that. I would love to hear from you guys on how you feel about that. But, you know, Brandon Miller, if they do include Brandon Miller, it, all, it has to jump right to towards the top of the list of of teams that uh that the Bulls would be kind of perfect trade partners for. Now, the reason why I say that is this is that when you look at um the upside that you begin in Brandon Miller, is he a better player than Zach Levine or even at the level of Zach Levine right now? No, but he is a player that theoretically is at a position of need, can play that three or that four theoretically, right? Modern day NBA, he may eventually go to the four, but we'll see what happens with that. He can stretch the floor. He has the potential to be a three-level scorer. And the upside of Brandon Miller is through the wazoo, right? And then also when you look at the Charlotte Hornets, they have picks that they can offer. They own all their first-round picks after 2025. Um, There's some protections on it with the San Antonio Spurs in both 2024 and 2025. So those picks can't be moved. So they can also, also offer the first-round picks 
uh, for the Chicago Bulls that theoretically they could want. One of the things that we've heard is the Bulls want a young player, a first-round pick, if not multiple first-round picks, and a veteran Samad salary. The Charlotte Hornets do fit that category in basically every stretch of the imagination, especially if they're willing to put Brandon Miller on the table. Now, if they're not willing to put uh, Brandon Miller on the table, they still can put together a solid deal, right? You got to look at e- either Terry Rozier or Gordon Hayward are going to absolutely be in those talks as the veteran pieces to make the salaries work. Then you have P.J. Washington, who you can include in that as well. Of course, Brandon Miller. Miles Bridges, technically, I doubt that the Bulls would be interested there just because uh, AK typically doesn't go after people with character concerns. Uh, but then, then you still got Cody uh, Martin, who can be uh, who can be added to that book night, who was, I think, what, 11th overall pick, if I'm not mistaken in that. Maybe I'm tripping on that one. Um, yeah, he was 11th overall pick. So, and he comes in at the shooting guard position, 23 years old. So maybe, maybe book night. So they have the combination of young players that they can, that they can bring in. They have the salaries that they can match. They have the first round picks where they can offer. Um, would it happen though? Right. That's the biggest thing. You guys know, I'm not here to sell any dreams. Um, you know, it just comes down to this. I've said this before. I say this every time the Zach Levine things come on. The, the front office has to has to win this Zach Levine trade. And by that, I don't necessarily mean that they're going to walk away with the best player out the deal. No, that's probably going to be Zach Levine. And very rarely when you're trading a former All-Star, do you get a player back that immediately is right at that same level. But they could eventually win that trade as far as the long-term ability of it and what the pieces bring in. Now, keep in mind, the Bulls don't have any open roster spots. So I think we've talked about this Zach Levine trade as if it's going to be just Zach Levine for all these pieces coming back. Keep in mind, the Bulls don't have very many open roster spots, and they're going to have to move probably multiple players in a deal that sends out Zach Levine. Who they're going to send out in that, you know, that that could be. And maybe if the Bulls do include a Patrick Williams in this trade, maybe you do get a Brandon Miller back because then maybe other Charlotte Hornets are looking at, maybe we can get something out of Patrick Williams. So that's kind of the the, the way that my mind went on it again you know, I'm not the biggest. I don't really like doing the, the clickbaity trade talks or, oh, well, this deal for, for this one. I like to talk about the possibilities. And so the Charlotte Hornets theoretically can match the salary. They have some young talent down there. They got first round picks. So if a deal is to be done between the Chicago Bulls and the Charlotte Hornets, hey, you just never know. Um, the, the, the framework could po- potentially be there. But in talking about one player that we all kind of expect is on his way out, the questions still are surrounding DeMar DeRozan on what is what is his future with the Chicago Bulls, if any? Last we've heard is that um, he still wants to re-sign with the Chicago Bulls, but is trying to is trying to wait to see how this uh, Zach Levine trade shakes out in the directions of the roster at, at that point in time. And it kind of makes sense for DeMar DeRozan. Right now, DeMar DeRozan is this, right? And this is not to crap on DeMar because you guys know I understand what DeMar can bring to this team, and it is something that we, we've shown that we've needed. Probably need him to shoot a little bit more than what he has at the start of the season so far. But uh, for the 13th time in 15 seasons, DeMar DeRozan has a below average field goal percentage rate. Um, and that's what it, uh, effective field goal percentage. So um, his field goal percentage is always high, but effective field goal percentage. Um, for the Again, 13 times in, fi- in 15 seasons, we are technically, our point differential is better when DeMar DeRozan is off the floor than when he's on the floor. Now, a lot to go into that. The Chicago Bulls offense is absolutely putrid right now. When you look at the way that it ranks around the league, we rank towards the bottom in most of the categories as far as effective field goal percentage. And while our shot uh, selection and shot profile has changed, as far as things, we're doing way less isolation. The Chicago Bulls so far this season are only scoring out of isolation 6% of the time, and that's how uh, often we are scoring more out of uh, pick and roll with the ball handler and spot-up shots. We're 26 and 20% respectively on that and 14% in transition. 
So this this thing that we have on being this heavy isolation team, I think you know we we hold on to that stigma because that's what this team has been basically since it since this version of the team formed. But those things are changing, but they're not translating into into wins. They're not translating into the production being higher. Point differential is still negative four. It was plus one point three last last season. So we've technically gotten worse on that. Um, so you know we've 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 taken steps down in both ranks and. The, the raw um, stats as far as our offense. And while that's not all on DeMar DeRozan, you have to start looking at things that you can do to change that direction. And betting on continuity, once again, is not going to be the case for that. And so when you look at DeMar DeRozan, uh, and, you know, not to say experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. That He just needs to come off the bench. I would love for DeMar to come off the bench. I understand that's not going to happen. Somebody who's thirty uh, in the top 30 all-time and scoring in the NBA is probably not going to take that role. But you have to ask yourself, with what is happening with DeMar, have the increase have the chances now increase that DeMar DeRozan's time with the Chicago Bulls is going to be up? And I would say, yeah, and it probably should from both standpoints. And this is why I do sh- I have the opinion that the Chicago Bulls should be looking at what DeMar DeRozan's value is out on the trade market rather than lose him for nothing. And that means getting anything back. That may mean some Bulls fans being pissed off at the initial deal, but if he walks in free agency for nothing, it frees some things up in a sense, right? The Bulls would have, could potentially have some traditional cap space at that point in time, but you're not guaranteed to be able to replace the talent at all. So, you know, it's it's an interesting point that the Chicago Bulls have to find themselves in because the longer this Zach Levine trade goes on without happening, the less time you have to then negotiate an extension with DeMar DeRozan prior to the trade deadline. Now, technically, because DeRozan is a veteran, you can reach an extension with him anytime before free agency officially opens up. But the Bulls would have to evaluate the situation scenario longer than before that. So you got to look at this trade deadline. If the Zach Levine trade doesn't happen till the end of December or middle of January, that has now left you about 30 days that you have to figure out what you're going to do with DeMar DeRozan. Extend him, let him walk. Or if you want to trade him, you have 30 days to do so before the trade deadline. So the Bulls got some tough questions that they need to find answers to when it comes to DeMar DeRozan's future here. I think that is going to gain some clarity on whatever we do get back in in a Zach Levine trade. Like I said, I don't expect it, but if the Bulls were to get back a Brandon Miller in a Zach Levine trade, you probably then at that point want to keep DeMar around to, again, play that mentorship role to Brandon Miller um, and also 
help ease up some of that scoring load rather than to just throw Brandon Miller in there and expect him to be your number one scorer. So there's some things with that said. Again, I don't expect the Brandon Miller deal. I'll just use that as an example. But this DeMar situation is one that I don't know if the Bulls have fully really grasped yet. I hope that this front office is doing that. And Bulls fans also need to come to the realization, too, is that if you do have the chance of DeMar walking away for nothing, uh, I, I would say at that point it comes into acquisition, the, the asset acquisition mode. What can you get back for DeMar DeRozan rather than letting him walk for nothing? But that's my thought process. You guys, as always, can let me know what you think down below. If you're on the YouTube side, if you're on the podcast side, I'll let you know how to get your thoughts in by the end of the show. Uh, now, with that said, let's move into the next topic. So the Chicago Bulls have dropped to eighth in attendance in the league. Keep in mind, 11 out of the last 13 years, the Chicago Bulls have either been number one, and more times than that it's been number one, or number two in attendance. The only times that it dropped lower than that were the COVID years. That's why I said 11 out of the last 13 years, because those COVID years were rough for everybody. Every city had different kind of COVID restrictions, so not really holding on to that one when it comes down to it. But other than that, this is the first time that the Bulls have dropped out of the top five in 13 years. And is that going to be what helps this ownership group and the front office take notice that Bulls fans are tired? right? And one thing that you can always bet on is that Bulls fans show up to the UC. They come from all around the country to come to the UC, to come to games. And once that starts slowing down, typically you start seeing things start waking up. Does that mean that ownership is going to sell the team? AK is going to be fired and all this? No. But one thing that we do need to see a change in is see a change in the product on the court. And even in my rant, what at this point it was over a week ago, it's just, it's just that you have to be committed to winning. And hopefully that this it goes a little bit of the way to help wake this team up to, to realize you're not doing the things that are capturing your audience, they are capturing your fan base, and the results aren't on the court. You're not winning basketball games. And so the attendance dropping, listen, I've had my thing where I'm not necessarily one to say, hey, let's boycott this, this, and this, but you do have the right to show you how you're feeling with your, with your pocketbook. And so the Bulls dropping in attendance, it can't do anything but help wake up this front office help wake up this team to, hey, Bulls fans are tired. We're tired. And see, we'll see how the Bulls respond to that. Now, we do have a game today. It's game day against the OKC Thunder. We're traveling back on the road for the first time other than the Milwaukee trip in about two weeks. And so this is going to be, this. keep in mind, this was the team that we opened our season with that started off our season, that helped force us season to start off with a players-only meeting. And this starts off a deadly road trip for the Chicago Bulls that, listen, this may be the last hurrah in the sense that this may be the last time that that the, that we see this team really have any chance to make significant movement, right? How the Bulls come out of this 17 game. The next 17 games for the Chicago Bulls are all extremely tough. That puts us to the end of this end of the year, basically. And this stretch is going to be one that not even necessarily for playing position or anything like that, but we may see this team break. We may see it. And it starts against the OKC Thunder. Then we have uh, three more games on the road after that. Toronto, Brooklyn, Boston, all tough matchups. Then we go back home briefly against Milwaukee and the Pelicans, and then we're back on the road um, for a game, and then we have a, a little bit of a, of a road stretch before we end the year with a six-game home stretch as well. So shout out to the Bulls on that one. But this stretch is important. The Bulls have started off the season terribly. It just is what it is. This has not been a positive season, a positive start for the Chicago Bulls by any stretch of the imagination. And after finishing the season last year, 40-42, and 42, we are on pace to finish even worse than that this year. And so this tough stretch for the Bulls is important because the other teams around the league are going to be circling the Bulls. They're going to, as far as hoping that the Bulls go 
and completely decide to break up this roster. And you can have other teams picking apart pieces of the ro- this roster to add to their team. This ma- this game against OKC Thunder is important because the Bulls can start correcting some things as far as kind of the mood around the team, right? We saw Zach Levine smiling after a loss. He was frowning after a win. Take from that what you will. But the game against OKC Thunder tonight, the Bulls got to come in. And it, once again, defensively, let that set the tone for yourself. But you got to find energy throughout the whole game. Our offense with our effective field goal percentage being in the damn toilet, we have to shoot the ball better, take care of the ball, right? The things really stay the same for the Chicago Bulls when you look at them against every game. The things that they can control, your defense, your effort, shooting the ball better, limiting turnovers, getting everyone involved. Those are the type of things we need to see from this Chicago Bulls team tonight against the OKC Thunder because this Thunder team ain't no joke. Let's be clear here. This is not a, this is not a walk in the park and no game is really a walk in the park for the Chicago Bulls with the way that they played the season so far, but they got an MVP candidate and a rookie of the year candidate on that team in the OKC Thunder that can give the Bulls fits. They have a 10 and 4 record on the season. So if the Bulls aren't ready defensively and we're going to need our bench once again to keep up the intensity throughout the whole game as well, like like they've done all season for the Bulls, it's going to be important for this team to come in with that level of energy, with that level of effort, execution to make this team possibly be able to get a win on the road against the OKC Thunder. But I want to hear from you guys. How are you guys feeling about the game tonight against the Thunder? What chances are you giving the Bulls in this game against one of the teams that they just don't match up well against? Let me know all that down below. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break, Break Media. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.